Welcome to the Entrepreneur's MBA, bringing you lessons from real-life entrepreneurs they don't teach in business school. Here's your host, business coach and marketing strategist, Adam Kipnis. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of the Entrepreneur's MBA, where we learn lessons you just can't learn in school from successful entrepreneurs in the world of client attraction, making more money, and how to grow your business now. Every business needs new clients to survive and thrive. And as a gift to you for being loyal listeners, I'd like to show you eight steps to attract clients now without spending a ton of money on marketing or advertising. Definitely go to freebookfromadam.com. It's eight steps, easy to implement, easy to follow, step-by-step to start attracting clients now. I'm really excited for today's guest, He's the author of 14 books, including The Book of Affirmations and Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. Noah St. John is known as the Power of Habits Mentor and is famous for helping entrepreneurs get rid of their head trash and make more money. Noah is the only author in history to have works published by Hay House, HarperCollins, Simon & Schuster, Mind Valley, Knight & Velconet, and the Chip Chicken Soup for the Soul publisher. He also appears regularly in the news worldwide, including ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, Parade Magazine, Forbes, and the Huffington Post. And Noah's so happy and excited to be here. He wanted to give something to all of you. And that is a copy of his new book, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money, for free. You can get it at www.sendmeabooknoah.com. So definitely go there. We all have stuff in our head, and he's got a way that we can all fix it. Welcome with me, Noah St. John. Hey, Adam. Great to be here with you today. I really appreciate it. It's, it's great. We, Noah and I actually met at Eric Swanson's Habitude Warriors Conference, so a shout-out mm-hmm. to Eric for making an introduction to the two of us. And mm-hmm. so much of what we do really crosses over because I help clients – make more money, get more clients, and he helps clients clean up what's going on in their head so they can make more money. So it was a perfect fit for the show. So I really appreciate the opportunity to, to dig into those ideas and give our listeners um, just simple, easy steps that they can do right now in order to further their business, get more clients, and make more money. So starting along that, most of our listeners are either starting their own business, they've got their own business, and they're looking to give it a next level up or to give it a kick in the pants, or they're thinking about taking an entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial path. And so for those people, how did you get your start? What, what led you to say, all right, I'm going to go do my own thing? Well, it really was quite by accident, Adam. You know, you hear all these stories of, of people that get on stage and they say, you know, well, I was, I was selling candy at age seven and I was selling, you know, <laughs> baseball cards at age 14 or whatever. I had absolutely no interest or, or desire to be an entrepreneur, but I, I did know that I hated working for other people. So I was like, there's something going on here that I don't understand. I, and and just, to, just to give you a little very, very quick background, uh, I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. And I know that's a total cliche, but I grew up in a small town called Kennebunkport, Maine, which just happens to be one of the wealthiest communities in New England, but my family was dirt poor. I mean that literally. We lived at the bottom of a dirt road in a drafty, unfinished house that my parents ended up losing to foreclosure. So 
from the very young age, I was painfully exposed to the chasm, the dichotomy between the haves and the have-nots. The haves was everyone else in the community. The have-nots was my family. So I really hated that life of not enoughness and fear and lack and poverty, which I grew up with. But yet right down the street, I saw that, that was, there was another way to live. There was, there was wealth and abundance. And those people didn't even seem to be working so hard, and they still had lots of money. And I was like, this is really weird. So I... You know, I'm just a total nerd. I love to just see how things work and put things together and, and fill in the gaps, fill in the missing pieces. And so I just went to the library. That's the only thing I could figure to do. I love reading books. So I just went to the library and started reading books on personal growth, self-help, and, you know, spiritual growth, all the classics. But I just, I really couldn't get them to work. I was, I was working really hard, and, and yet I just, I couldn't get any success. And it was very, very frustrating. And so at the age of 25, I decided to commit suicide. I decided to take my own life because I was very depressed after having worked so hard. You know, you work hard and struggle and sacrifice. And if you don't have success, that causes depression. So I was, you know, I just, I said, you know what, I'm done and I'm tired of this. So anyway, at the very, very last moment, um, something happened and I decided not to take my own life. My life was spared and I didn't know why, but I decided to devote the rest of my life to just, you know, trying to serve humanity, serve God, and, and, you know, make a difference, help people. But I didn't know what to do. So back, at, that, this was back then, uh, I decided to go back to college and become a religious studies major. And in 1997, I had these two epiphanies that really, really changed my life and, and helped me to understand my, my, my purpose, my mission here on the earth. So I, um, I, was, in, I was a broke college student you know, living in, the, living in the dorms, and I'm like, well, I got to start this, you know, a company. I got I to write a book about this because there's these things that I've discovered and, and identified that what was missing really in the personal growth, the, what I call the traditional success literature. So this was back in 1997. So, you know, remember dial up, you know, <laughs> you know remember that? I mean, you know, this was like <laughs> ancient history. And, uh, but, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know how to start a business. I, I, I don't have any background in marketing, sales, accounting, business, nothing. I mean, I'd, I'd been working a bunch of survival jobs, you know, my whole life, really. And that's all I was doing was just barely surviving, but just barely paying the bills. But I'm like, well, now that I, 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 I understand why I'm here on the earth, I, I understand my, why my life was spared, now what do I do? So I, I said, well, I've got to write a book. I, I, you know, I love books. I love writing. And so I said, well, I'll write a book. And then I go, well, now what do I do? Well, i got to publish a book. How do you do that? I don't know. So I went down to the print shop. This is when they still had print shops. You know, now, of course, we have Kindle and print on demand. You can write a book in about 15 minutes. Um, but, you know, I, I had to do it the old-fashioned way because that's all there was back then. And I printed the ugliest book you've ever seen. It was bound with a piece of tape. It was like tape bound. That's how, that's how, because I didn't have any money. And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> right. And so I, I'm like, now I got to put up a website. How the heck do you do that? I don't know. So I, you know, I asked some of my friends to help me and they sort of helped me and I kind of just figured it out, just trial and error, put up the ugliest website here. So I got the ugliest book you've ever seen, the ugliest website you've ever seen. But you know what's so funny? Back then, you know, uh, people found me. They found me on Google. You, they would type in fear of success and I would like come up number one on Google. I mean, of course, those days are long gone, but still, I mean, it was, it was nice while it lasted. And so I would ship my book all over the world and get these incredible stories uh, of people who just changed their lives, you know, using my, my methodologies. And so, and then I met Jack Canfield, 
who, of course, we know from Chicken Soup for the Soul. Now, this was still 10 years before The Secret. This was long before that. But I met him, and he, you know, uh, at an awards ceremony, I gave him my book. I showed it to him. It the, you know, the ugliest book you've ever seen. It was called Permission Still all taped Keeping. up. All taped up. It was tape bound. Bound with a piece of tape. And uh, I've actually met people at my seminars that actually have that original book. There's only a few hundred copies on the earth. I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious? So it's pretty amazing when you see somebody with that book. Anyway. <laughs> It was called Permission to Succeed, and, and he looked at it, and he loved it. He totally got it. He was very, very gracious, so I'll be very grateful to Jack. He, and he said, yeah, this looks really good. I'll send it to my publisher. And you know what? Eight weeks later, uh, the Chicken Soup people called me, and I got a, my, my first book deal. And, you know, my book, Permission to Succeed, was my first, uh, you know, published book. And then, as you mentioned, you know, now I'm the only author in history that's been published by Hay House, HarperCollins, Simon & Schuster, Mind Valley, Nightingale, Conant and the chicken soup for the sole publisher. So, I mean, it, honestly, Adam, it just really, it, it just all happened by accident. But I will say to all those people, you know, the folks listening that are, you know, as you mentioned, the, they either want to grow their business or are, are looking to make that entrepreneurial leap. You know, one of the things that I always say to my clients is, you know, you, you've got to understand why you're doing this. You have to find your why to because there's always going to be tough times. You know, it, it has been anything but smooth sailing. I mean, it has been, you know, there's been ups and downs. I've made millions and lost millions. And, of course, losing sucks. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot more fun to, to make money than lose money. And so when you're in those, those times when you're losing money, you know, you've got to find why or you've got to know why you're doing it. You've got to understand. And I will say, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure you would agree with this statement, uh, because, of course, you've had the opportunity to interview many people like I have. And, you know, I've interviewed over 150, you know, highly successful people, millionaires, multimillionaires. And I can say with, with a lot of certainty that very, very few of any of them do what they do for money. You know, it's really about helping people, about making a difference, about solving problems, about seeing the, the issues, the problems that the world has, that humanity has, and then trying to solve them. And of course, it's totally okay to make a profit from doing that. There's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, we talk about head trash. That's, you know, you mentioned the title of my new book, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. That's one of the big head trashes that people have, which is, oh, no, you know, I, well, I can't make money if I want to help people. Well, look at Mother Teresa. Let's just give an example there. I mean, you know, Mother Teresa, I think we would all agree, is a pretty amazing woman and, and this incredible person who helped just and inspired millions of people. And she made a lot of money, <laughs> you know, in her lifetime. She made a heck of a lot of money. Now, she wasn't greedy. She was doing it to help people. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with making a lot of money. And it really just, it all has to, it all has to come from your mission. That's awesome, and, and there's so much to unpack there. So there's a couple of questions that came up in my mind as you were sure. telling your story. Well, one, it's just it's interesting in and of itself that you didn't start a business. You wrote a book, um, mm -hmm. and, and that book was your, your passion, your feeling, your, your way to help others that became mm -hmm. a business. So, okay. so I want to ask about that first. Is, so how did that happen? So, so you get your book, and – you people are reading it and and you're speaking and you're telling your story and you're helping people and then this business pops up all of a sudden you're making money people are giving you money for your knowledge and for your help mm -hmm. and and for your direction 
how did you get from A to B? Because it's really easy to just to, to have continued just to do that and not turned it into a successful mm-hmm. flourishing business. So how, how did you make that transition? <laughs> well, I did everything backwards. <laughs> That's how I did it. I, I did it exactly wrong. And, and this is what I always tell my coaching clients. Okay, yes, that's what I did, but please don't do that because that was a terrible way to do it. I mean, because, and I'll tell you why. Because, yes, I, I mean, I've always loved writing. When I was a little kid, I mean, I mean, like I'm talking kindergarten, like I would love to put blocks of letters together. You know how we, you know, kids like to play with blocks and letters. I would just love to put blocks together, you know, dispel these big, huge words. They didn't mean anything, you know, you know, whatever. It was just a nonsense word, but I just love words. And then I love reading books and, and things like that. So I'm unusual in that regard because, of course, a lot of people don't like to write books or, or, or kind of afraid of that. And so I get that, and I know that, that I'm unusual case. That's number one. Number two is, you know, if you're doing it right, what you first do especially today, is you want to get an audience first and then see if there's even any interest in your book or, or your work, for that matter. You know, you, and, you know, you want to do those type of marketing surveys that the marketers, you know, teach you to do. So the, the thing is, I just knew that I was right. I knew that what I was saying was going to help people. Now, that's, you should never do that, you know, because you could be really totally wrong. It's just, it just luckily, I turned out I was right, you know, but I could have just as easily been wrong in everything that I was saying. Um, but my point is that because I always wanted to be a writer, that was my dream. It was my dream to be a published author. It was my dream to be a, a you know, professional speaker, a keynote speaker. So I am living my dream right now. But for people, you know, for the folks listening that, you know, it may not be your dream. Well, then you really do need to start with what I was just saying is, okay, you know, you have, like I was saying earlier, you know, humanity has lots and lots of problems. Okay, so what's the problem that you're going to solve? And then you come up with different packages to do that. One of them could be a book, but it doesn't have to be. One of them could be, you know, consulting or or speaking or online products, digital products, et cetera, et cetera. You know, these are all the things that we help our clients with as well and, you know, building those, uh, even people who have never done that before. So the point is I, I kind of did everything backwards, which I really wouldn't recommend, uh, you know, but, but, you know, fortunately it did work out. <laughs> well, it, it's funny that you said because so many businesses sprout from a passion. Mm, and right. it, it could right. be a passion to help people. It could be a half. Pa- I mean, if you look at um, Jeff Bezos and Amazon, when he started the right. company, it was he wanted books to be easier. Right. He, mm-hmm. he wanted people to have some place to go to get books. Now, he didn't have all these books. He had to literally go buy like one book at a time and put them on his website and see mm-hmm. if anyone bought it. And, and then right. he decided well, people need to have them in their hands. And he created the Kindle, and, but no one had a digital book to go in his Kindle. So he had to t- buy these books again and send them to someone to digitize them. So he wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, he, he wanted to make life easier in the world of books. Now he's That's used right. that, same, that same model in groceries and electronics and TVs, and now I can get dog, 20 pounds of dog food delivered to my house in, inside of an hour for four bucks or whatever they charge me, and that's, right. that's so much easier than going to the grocery store. So you, you had passion first, and, and that led to your business, and as you said, most people 
let's figure out what your passion is, but it's way easier to see today if there is a business there. So for those people, what is step number one? Like with your coaching clients and someone says, uh-huh. Noah, I want to change the world in this way. You know, what is sort of step number one in order to, to see if there's even a, a possibility that people will pay you for it or care about it more importantly? Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you used Jeff Bezos as an example. I just want to speak to that for one second because he and I started pretty much at the same time. Um, so he's done a little better than me, I would say, by a few <laughs> decimal points. You know, so I, I get that. But what I will tell you is I remember way back then, you know, in the 90s, when, and, you know, because I was with a lot of the, the original Internet marketing gurus, people who aren't really even around anymore, and, you know, a lot of people would make fun of Jeff Bezos, and they would call it Amazon.org because, of course, they weren't, he wasn't making any money, you know, that for years they didn't <laughs> turn a profit. And I remember those days very well. I mean, ha, 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 oh, look at Jeff. Ha, 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 he's going to the poorhouse. Well, it's pretty obvious that he's got the last laugh by about a factor of a billion, trillion, you know, gazillion. So my point being is that, again, you know, for those folks listening and, and you know, hoping to get inspiration here, which is, of course, what we're trying to do, um, keep in mind that, you know, a lot of people are going to make fun of you probably and won't, may not get your vision, particularly your family members or the people, you know, who, um, who love you and want the best for you, but they don't want to see you get hurt. So they might say, well, you know, you're crazy. What are you doing? You know, go get a job. <laughs> Play it safe. What do you think? You know, it's crazy. You know, the government and the economy, blah, 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 blah. You know, there's a million reasons out there that people will give you of why it won't work. So you've got to be very careful who you listen to, number one. And then number two, frankly, the only, you know, what, one of the things we teach at mentor, you know, about mentorship is so important. At Success Clinic, my, my company, successclinic.com, you know, we talk about mentorship a lot. So, you know, you, you look, you, you asked about the steps. So these are the steps or, or what we call the, you know, the three elements of mentorship that you really need to look for when, you, when you're looking to, you know, whether you work, you know, whether you hire me or my company or somebody else. The point is the three things that I think you need to look for when you're, you know, getting to, to get to that next level, whatever it might be in your business. The first thing that you need to look for is, is somebody who is where you want to be, right? So the point is if you want to, let's say, you know, get your book published, well, you need to have a mentor who's had their books published, not someone who's just read a book or seen a book, you know, on the shelf somewhere, you know. So the problem with that, though, is that that's the easy part. You can't turn on Facebook anymore without, you know, this guy and that guy saying, hey, look at my cool this and look at my look at how awesome I am and look at how much money I've made. And that's great for that person. But that gets to the second point of mentorship, which is have they helped anyone else? to, you know, accomplish their goals? Or is it all about themselves? And the thing is, you can tell this very, very easily because the point is just look at their stories. Are their stories all about themselves and how wonderful they are and how amazing and how, you know, how much bling they have? Or are their stories about their clients, their students, their success stories? That's why when you go to our website um, at, at NoahStJohn.com, we have what's called a wall of fame. Our wall of fame is our client success stories. I'd rather brag about my clients, like Susan, who, you know, went from $60,000 in debt to a six-figure income, and Sheila, who went from $5,000 a month to $75,000 a month, and, you know, anyway, on and on and on. My point being 
is that have they helped anyone else? And then the third element of mentorship that we really, really recommend is will they help you? I mean, we, I think we've all had the experience of, you know, you, you hire someone and you're all excited and you, you know, pay them maybe a lot of money and then all of a sudden you can't get a hold of them, you know, and they sort of disappeared and then you find out they're, you know, they're in Barbados or something or you know, like, hey, what, what happened, you know? And, and I mean, I've had that happen to me. I, we probably, probably most people have. And, you know, it's very disheartening, of course, but unfortunately there's people out there that do that. So that's the thing, Adam, is that, you know, it, we, one of the things that we are trying to do here at Success Clinic is, is, is really raise the consciousness here of this, of this industry, of the community, because the sad fact is that a lot of people have been burned by, by people out there who, you know, are really great self-promoters, great self, I call self-marketers. And it's very, very easy to be sucked in by those images because, of course, we all want nice things. We want the fancy cars and the houses and stuff like that. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that stuff. The point is, have they helped anyone else? And, and that's really what we recommend that you look for when you're, you're looking for that mentor to help you get to that next level. That's an amazing point because there are, for those of you who are still in corporate jobs and um, there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with a corporate job. I've had lots of success um, in my corporate career. And, mm-hmm. But there are people who are amazing in what they do. And the moment they get into a management or leadership position, it's brutal. It's brutal to their employees. It's brutal to them. They're great mm-hmm. at what they do, and they can get the project done faster. They can sell really well. And in the sales world, it's probably the biggest failing in the sales world is promoting successful salespeople to be sales managers. Um, That's right. <laughs> and That's right. so finding someone that has that ability to lead you to greater things. I've had the luxury uh, of having great clients, and four of my clients have gone from under six figures to over seven figures in their business, and 22 have, have crossed the million-dollar mark in terms of revenue. And while mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy that I did it, um, you know, it, it's, I had the, the blessing, I guess, to work with people who were great and who worked and who listened and who implemented. And so it takes both sides to do that. And right. I, I had a question when you, in, in your initial introduction, you mentioned mm-hmm. the fear of success. It was kind yeah. of almost a, a passing comment in, in part of your story, but the fear of mm-hmm. success is something that I think is little talked about and needs to be more understood because we all have the fear of failure or we think we do where we pick up the phone and the person's going to say no and we don't want a a no. But a lot of people are more terrified of, wow, what if someone actually says yes? And (laughs) now I've got to fulfill. So I want you to talk about that, but I also want you to hopefully tie it to the fear of success in another way, which is the fear of talking to successful people. Like it's easy to not want to call up the successful people in your community or talk to the person that's at the top of the mountain because they're better than you or you're not ready for them. And I think they get tied in really Mm -hmm. together. So can you talk a little bit about the fear of success and one or both of those contexts as you see fit? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So, I can give you actually a perfect example from one of my coaching clients and her name is Mary and she actually found me, um, she was one of my earlier coaching clients, found me 
um, you know, just by hearing me or hearing different people talk about me. And, um, you know, she said, hey, no, I hear you're the guy that, that people come to after they spent tens of thousands of dollars on everybody else and they're still stuck. And she goes, I'm stuck. You know, I spent tens of thousands of dollars and all this different training and, and, you know, gurus and stuff, and I'm still stuck. And, you know, she says, I hear you're the guy that helps people with that. And I go, well, yeah, I've, I've done it quite a bit. So anyway, she, she says, you know, I'm, I, I really want to, you know, make more money. I want to advance. And uh, so my point is that what, what we did was we, this is a big, big part of what I call your head trash. Okay, so going back to, you know, the, the book that we are offering, you know, to your listeners for free, um, Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. So the point is that head trash is that voice in your head that says, I can't do it because. I can't do it because. And then you fill in the blank. Well, I can't do it because I'm too old. I can't do it because... I don't have the time. I can't do it because I don't have the money. I can't do it because uh, I don't live in the right city. I can't do it because I'm a woman. I can't do it because I've got kids or I don't have kids or I'm married or I'm not married. Or, you see what I mean? I mean, it's just, it can be anything in the world that we will find to hold ourselves back. And so the problem with your head trash is you always make yourself right. You always make yourself right. So if you say, for example, well, no, I can't do it because I don't have the time guess what? You'll find that you don't have the time. Meanwhile, I can show you that time is slipping through your fingers. You're wasting hours every single day doing things that aren't making you any money. And you can say, well, no, I, I can't do it because I don't have the money. I can't afford it. And I go, okay. And I can show you ways that you're wasting so much money, hundreds or even thousands of dollars every single month on things that aren't producing the results that you want. So the point is that we always make ourselves right. And that is one of the big dangers of head trash. So with Mary, what she was telling herself was, exactly what I was saying, you know, one of the examples is I can't do it because if I become really successful, then my husband's going to be very jealous of me. He's going to be upset. His ego will be bruised and he might even leave me. This was a real thought that she had. Now, of course, she wasn't consciously aware of that until we, until we started to do the work of, you know, actually bringing it to the surface. And so as we were able to do that work, she was able to talk with her husband about it. Turns out, of course, he wasn't upset at all. He's like, are you kidding me? Make all the money you want. Let's, you know, let's go, man. And so <laughs> she, uh, she ended up having the best year of her career. You know, she qualified for all these trips and everything, uh, you know, with her company and a company car and so forth. And so, you know, she went on to just have the best year of her career and just go up, you know, ever since. So, you see, that's an example of what, what I talk about with, when I mention the fear of success. And that was also why my first book, uh, as I mentioned, was called Permission to Succeed, because what I realized is that when we look at this phenomenon of what is often called self-sabotage or holding yourself back, what I, what I call driving down the road of life with one foot on the brake. See, most people, well, think about your goals, right? If you think about your goal, like say, I want to add another $10,000 a month or or, you know, 100K a year or whatever it might be, or I want to, you know, start my business, grow my business, write my book, whatever it might be. It's like you're driving in a car from point A to point B, right? You, you are where you are and you want to go to where you want to go. The problem is that so many people are driving down the road with one foot on the bike. At the very same moment that they want that thing, they're also scared of actually getting it. And so what happens is they go to all these other gurus and, you know, the, the motivational speakers. And by the way, I'm not a motivational speaker. One of my clients told me years ago, she said, no, you're not a motivational speaker. You're a motivating speaker. I thought that was a very nice distinction. Anyway, yes, so 
<laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. So anyway, my point is the motivational speakers will say, well, just step on the gas harder. Come on, what's wrong with you? Get motivated. Set your goals. Think positive. Now, they're not saying anything wrong, but the problem is just think about it. If you're driving down the road and you have one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas and somebody tells you to step on the gas harder, what happens? You just ruin your car faster, right? <laughs> so the point is what I do, you know, and what I do for my coaching clients, and, you know, even when I speak at conferences, you know, I, I have the privilege of speaking, at, as you mentioned, you know, like uh, conferences like Habitude Warrior and industry conferences, real estate, network marketing, entrepreneurial conferences. And, you know, I just show them basically the example that I just shared with you, and they go, holy cow, I didn't know that I was holding myself back at the same time that I'm trying to get the thing that I want. I said, exactly. And if you keep going to those motivational speakers, they're not saying anything wrong. It's just that you're going to ruin your car faster. That's why people have spent all this money and time and effort, you know, just trying to get motivated, get psyched or whatever it is. And it just doesn't work for the reason that I'm saying. And let's just be very clear here. If we were talking about androids or, you know, Vulcans from Star Trek, then we wouldn't have any problem at all, right? You set your goal and you just go get it. What's the problem? Well, there is no problem. The problem is we're dealing with humans, right? I mean, ask Mr. Spock if, if you know, if, if humans are logical. Of course not. We're totally emotional. We're not logical. We're emotional. And so the emotions is what we're dealing with. And so trying to fix that problem, trying to fix an emotional problem with a logical solution is exactly like trying to drive a nail into a wall using a chainsaw. You're, you're using the wrong tool. So that's why with my clients and, you know, even, you know, with speaking at conferences and so forth, we use an emotional solution to solve an emotional problem. That makes so much sense. And, you know, I, I don't think take your foot off the brake is, is really going to be a big seller, but, it, but it's so powerful in, in that <laughs> it's actually true. And, and, yeah. and I think that leads to really my one of my overriding questions for you is, is mm -hmm. along head trash, the, the lines of head mm -hmm. trash, and thinking about it, mm -hmm. there are books and there are tapes and there are speakers that will mm -hmm. tell you, you, know, you need to fix your mindset. Think positive. Look in the mirror and say, you're good, you're great, you're, you're right. all of these things. And, and they may work in the moment, but at a deeper level, mm -hmm. you know, why don't those things work? Why isn't it just as easy as saying, Adam, I'm good enough, or Noah, you're good enough. Well, okay, so what you're talking about is, is my discovery of, of affirmations. okay? So I, this was one of the epiphanies that I had in 1997 that is the reason that I started my company, SuccessClinic.com, you know, all those years ago. So I had been studying all those books, like I, you know, like I mentioned in my story, and every single book, and, and for those folks who... You know, if you've ever read a self-help book, you know that one of the big things they teach is affirmations, a statement, right? A statement of something you want to be true. So I'll give you an example, a classic, you know, affirmation. This is, you know, one of the things that we do at our live events. Uh, I have a three-day live event called the Freedom Lifestyle Experience. And, and, you know, I teach people in three days how to master the inner game and outer game of success. And one of the things we like to do, just have some fun, we have everybody stand up and we say an old school affirmation. So I say, all right, everybody say, I am rich. And they go, I am rich. And you know what? Everybody starts laughing. And I go, what are you laughing at? They go, well, I'm not rich. I go, yeah, but you just said you were. And they go, but yeah, we don't believe it. Aha. See, mm. so the problem isn't the statement. The problem is we don't believe the statement. Okay, so now the traditional teachers, of course, what they said, well, if you don't believe your statement, 
just repeat it a thousand million billion <coughs> a kajillion uh, times, and then you'll um, believe it someday, right? I mean, we've heard this a million times, right? And hey, for some people that worked just fine. Some people that was, you know, worked great and, and they got great results, but for millions of us, it didn't work at all, right? That's why I share my story of, you know, that was very frustrated because I've been doing everything they told me and it didn't work at all for me. And so one morning I was in the shower and I was thinking about this and I'm like, you ever have those epiphany moments in the shower? Well, this is, you know, my, in my book, I call it the shower that changed everything. <laughs> the shower that changed everything. And I said, now, we've been taught to use these statements. I've been doing everything they told us, and it totally didn't work, right? And I go, what are we talking about? We're talking about beliefs. Well, what's a belief? A belief is a thought. Okay, well, what is thought? Thought is the process of asking and searching for answers to questions. For example, if I were to say to you, why is the sky blue? Your brain would immediately go, uh, well, it's searching, right? It's searching for the answer. Like a, a Google search or a computer searching its files. Your brain's like a computer. So your brain's searching its files. The, guy, the sky's blue because, I don't know, but it's searching, right? It's automatically looking. So I said, well, wait a minute. If the human mind is automatically searching for answers to questions, why are we going around making statements that we don't believe? Why don't we just cut out the middleman? And I said, I don't know. What would that look like? Well, you got this statement, I am rich. And your brain says, yeah, right. Right? So that's what I call the yeah, right response, because that's exactly what happens in your brain. Your brain doesn't believe it. So I said, well, if that's the statement, then what would the question be? Why am I so rich? Why am I so rich? Now, when you ask that question, what immediately starts to happen in your brain? Your brain has to search for the answer. So we're talking about the law of sowing and reaping. As you sow, so shall you reap. There's nothing new. It's been taught for centuries, but what are we sowing? We're sowing seeds of thought. And yet, what are most people doing? Sowing lousy thought seeds. Why am I so stupid? Why am I so fat? Why is my business growing? Why can't I make more money? You know, why, why is there more month left at the end of the money? Um, and you ask lousy questions, and of course, what does that get you? Lousy answers, and that creates yep. a lousy life. So I said, what if we just flip the whole thing around instead of asking lousy questions that lead to lousy answers and create a lousy life? What if we just flip the whole thing on its head, start asking empowering questions that lead to phenomenal answers and create a wonderful life? And as I was standing there in the shower, April 1997, I said, holy cow, I think I just invented something. And so I had to give it a name. The name that I gave it was Affirmations, A-F-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N-S. And you can just go to affirmations.com and, and learn more about my, my Affirmations method. So since that time, Adam, you know, I've literally taught hundreds of thousands of people around the world about how to change their brains using affirmations, these empowering questions. And that is one of the things that has, you know, helped so many people to, you know, make more money, but also to lose weight, to find love, to save their marriages. We have kids using affirmations, getting better grades, also working with the military, helping people to overcome the effects of PTSD. So, I mean, it's just so incredibly powerful, and, and this is one of the messages that I want to share with your listeners, is that you're already doing this anyway. Every human being is already using affirmations, but there's two problems. The first problem is most people, of course, don't know they're doing this. And the second problem is most people, for most of the time, are asking very disempowering questions. Why am I so stupid? How come I can't do anything right? Why can't I lose weight? Why isn't my business growing? Well, you ask lousy questions, you get lousy answers, and that creates lousy results. So I said, 
So that's why using the app formations method, for the first time in human history, we can actually change the questions that we're asking, change the questions, and thereby change your life. That is fantastic. Um, I, you. You, you know, as you were telling that story and, and as you were doing it, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what do I say? What questions mm. do I ask? You know, how do mm -hmm. I think about things? And, 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 mm -hmm. and I do the same thing that probably 98% of the, <laughs> the folks listening are thinking mm -hmm. is, yes, I, I, I am successful and, I, and I've had mm -hmm. um, very successful times. I've had some not as successful times, but generally things go according to mm -hmm. plan and, and, and they go well. But mm -hmm. when I'm having a downtime or I'm stuck in traffic, it's like, why am I always late? So, <laughs> stuff, you know, stuff like that. And right. so most people that I've ever met need your service, right? They, they, <laughs> they need a Noah in their world. And, mm. and to bring this to client attraction, which is what we talk about on, mm -hmm. on this show and, and what I do, how do you get people from this stuck position, asking the wrong mm. questions, thinking mm -hmm. the wrong things to appreciate themselves in the and value themselves enough mm. in order to say, I need help. I'm actually going to invest in myself and in Noah to mm -hmm. do it differently because most people aren't going to do it because they're stuck in that. That's right. That negative cycle, that negative thought process. So how do you help people turn around so they actually become your clients and are attracted to you? Well, I have uh, actually a, a large number of ways that we do that. <laughs> so, so one of them is, of course, I, I'm kind of like a, a content machine. I, as you mentioned earlier, you know, I've written 14 books. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just like, I pretty much fall out of bed and a product comes out, you know, and that's, that's nice for me. Uh, you know, and, and it's very, very nice for my clients because we have, we have a number of ways that they can either work with me one-on-one -on -one or in a group setting or at live, you know, live events, like I was sharing, you know, earlier, our Freedom Lifestyle experience, um, you know, people can learn about that at freedomlifex.com, freedomlifex.com. And uh, anyway, but my point is that also with the, those, with the products and, and services, as, as you well know, one of the big things today is, uh, you know, content marketing, meaning free content, videos, articles, and interviews like this. So, this is one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about sharing this message is because, as, as you mentioned a moment ago, pretty much everybody needs this. <laughs> you know, so when I, when I had that epiphany in the shower, I really knew that my life had just changed forever. That's why I do call it, you know, tongue-in-cheek, the shower that changed everything. But it's, it's very true because I knew even at that moment, and of course I had never written a book, I would never done anything in business, but I knew that my whole life had just changed because – you know, when you change, the, when the way that you see the universe changes, then the universe itself changes to meet your new perspective. And so anyway, long story short is um, I do a lot of media. I do a lot of interviews like this, which, I, you know, I just enjoy. I love because uh, I know that I am. I mean, I'll give you a great example. Uh, you know, one of our clients, one of our, you know, clients who has gone on to great success heard me on a show like this. And her name's Susan, and she was $60,000 in credit card debt when she heard me on a program just like this. And she had spent that $60,000 not on bags and shoes and clothes, but on self-help products. 
she was, you know, buying every self-help seminar and, and product under the sun, and she was about to go bankrupt. She was about to lose her home. She was about to lose her marriage. Her husband said, I can't take this anymore. You're buying all this stuff. We're supposed to be getting better. We're not getting better. We're getting worse. You know, so she was at the end of her rope and, and just heard me on a, on a program just like this and decided to contact me. And she said literally with her, like, last, last dollar, she invested in me. She came to our Freedom Life X event. Um, and then, you know, literally her whole life started to change. And in less than six months, she landed her, what she calls her dream job, now making a, a healthy six-figure income, doing what she loves. She's been, she's actually a TV producer now. She's been nominated for an Emmy twice, and she's also just written and published her first book, which she asked me to write the foreword for because of how she says I changed her life. So, I mean, these are people, you know, just, just like the folks listening. I mean, everybody listening to this program probably knows somebody who's holding themselves back, probably knows somebody who has head trash. Because uh, let's face it, we all have interest, you know, uh, <laughs> right. about whatever it might be. And so, and, and I'll just mention this real quick, which is that, you know, you might say, well, no, you know, hey, I don't have any problem with money. And that's awesome. And, and the point is that, uh, you know, we talk about a life of stress-free abundance, which is where you have the time, energy, relationships, and money that you want. So, you know, you can be holding yourself back. In, for example, you know, the area of relationships. Many people are making a lot of money, but maybe their relationships might be suffering. Conversely, people are, you know, very emotionally and spiritually evolved, but they're, you know, they're just not bringing in the money. They don't have the, what we call the outer game systems in place. So that's why, you know, at, at our events, at Freedom Life X and in our coaching, we, we come from the inside out. That's why we, we, we help people to master the inner game and the outer game, because that's where success happens. It's not in a vacuum. It's not like, you know, you just focus on these marketing funnels, for example, to the exclusion of your head trash. We teach an integrative approach, which does come from the inside out. And quite frankly, that's why people do come to us after they've spent tens of thousands of dollars, like, you know, like Susan did, um, you know, or lots of money and time and effort on all these other programs, not saying they're doing anything wrong, but I am saying that, you know, a lot of people come to us after they've (laughs) tried lots of other things and yet they're still stuck. And then for, after using our approach, that's when they start to get unstuck and really see amazing results. That's amazing. And, and for everybody listening, um, what I do is, is I show you ten to $50,000 in your business that you're currently not getting right now. And so come to me and I will show you that ten to $50,000 and then you can use it to hire Noah and go to his events because he can then fix <laughs> everything from there to a million. Um, I mean, we both had great success with our clients. And, That's you know, it's great that we can do many of the same things for different types of clients. And... Um, and I think it allows us to be better because if I know someone that needs you or you know someone that needs me, um, we can work collaboratively that way. So two quick Absolutely. questions for me before we wrap up. And yep. the, the first one is, um, you know, you're a coach and I'm a coach and, and we both have coaches in our lives, probably for different things. Um, you know, I have one that, that helps me on my, on my marketing and messaging because I focus mm-hmm. with my clients. But then when I come to myself, I'm like, I don't know what to do, right? So I hire someone for that. <laughs> um, and, and then I have uh, other coaches and mentors that help me on, the, you know, whether it's the investment side or the money side or, or structure and things like that. How did you find your first coach? 
And, and then who, not who personally, you don't have to give names if you don't want, but who is coaching you now that you've had great success and that you are leading hundreds and thousands of people? How would you find a coach and what type of coach are you using today it, to get you to your next level? It's been really hard. I'll be honest with you. It's been very difficult because there are so many great self-marketers out there and I've fallen prey to them just like a lot of people because I'm, I'm a pretty... <laughs> I'm just a pretty trusting person because, you know, when I say things, I, I like it to be backed up by data and actual information and like, oh, I don't know, reality. Um, but there's a lot of people that don't seem to work that way. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's sort of made up and stuff and this sort of alternate reality thing, I guess. Uh, so unfortunately, I had to, you know, uh, lose a lot of money uh, going with the wrong people um, because, you know, of... I really trusted the wrong people and that, that really hurt and it cost a lot and it was very painful. Um, but, but I will tell you that, you know, right now, um, because of those experiences, I do my, my homework, I do my research, I vet people, you know, any coach or, or, uh, you know, person that I, that I choose to hire, um, they go through a very rigorous vetting process, meaning, hello, have you helped anyone else? Uh, you know, do you have a system? Um, and I will say, it, it, you know, going back to those three points that I made earlier, um, it, it's, it's not that easy uh, because it's just really, really easy to look really cool on social media these days. So I would just say to the folks listening that just, just honestly, there's just, you've got to do your homework. You've got to look at it. That's why, like I said a moment ago, you know, when you go to our website and look on our results page, look on our wall of fame, these are real people, real stories, people just like you, you know, the folks listening who have gotten great results using my system. So I would say to the, you know, for anybody looking for a coach or mentor, it's just really, really important that you do your homework. And it, it's almost like we rehearse this because my final question is <laughs> there, there are, you know, the listeners out there and we're on 15 different platforms, Apple and Google and Spreaker and I don't know, I've got a guy who does all the different platforms out there, right. but they're going to listen. They're going to be like, all right, Maybe they've heard of you, maybe they haven't, and they're going to start mm -hmm. to do their research. But as one thing, if there were one thing they could do right now, not to start the research process, but one thing that they could do to begin the process of thinking differently or fixing themselves differently or getting rid of their head trash, what is one little nugget they can practice today while they do their research on finding out more about you and how you can help them to even greater things in their life? I would say you can start a forming right now using my affirmations method, you know, that I, that I, you know, briefly went over earlier, but anybody can start to use affirmations. This is why, you know, affirmations is a thing that I can teach in five minutes. It takes a lifetime to master, but it's really, really simple. When you start asking yourself, why is it so easy for me to believe in myself? Why am I good enough? Why am I always with the right people at the right time? You can start to affirm you know, right now. And, and that's something that anybody can do. I mean, that's why we have kids doing it. We have, you know, teenagers and, uh, you know, even younger, seven-year-olds, nine-year-olds who, who totally love affirmations, getting better grades and increasing their self-confidence, but also CEOs and professional athletes and celebrities. So, uh, I mean, it's just, it's stunningly simple, but staggeringly effective. 
That, that's fantastic. So everyone out there, start your affirmations and go to affirmations.com. Get a little more information on that. But that's something that you can start doing right now to help you think better, be better, and put yourself in a position to, to get rid of that head trash. And the second thing to do, go to sendmeabooknoah.com, sendmeabooknoah.com, and get his free book. So generous of you to give that to all of our listeners. And thank you uh, for your dedication and for the time you spent with us today. Really appreciate it. My pleasure, Adam. Anytime. Great. And thanks, everyone, for listening to the Entrepreneur's MBA and how to attract clients now. Look forward to talking to you on the next one. Thank you. You've been listening to The Entrepreneur's MBA. Download Adam's free book, How to Make More Money in Your Business, at www.freebookfromadam.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.